gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey friends, welcome to episode 32 of the Boldly Going Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Sowell. Not that I really need to tell you anymore. If you listen to the podcast, hopefully you know who I am. At least you know my name, so maybe I don't know why I tell you. But anyway, welcome to episode 32. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, one of my good friends, somebody I'm very excited to, to have gotten on the podcast and, uh, and talked to a little bit is my friend Jesse Cage. If you live in the Tampa Bay area, uh, his name is, uh, is no stranger to you. Uh, Jesse Cage is, uh, I call him, uh, best voice in radio. Uh, he's Mr. Tampa Bay. I referred to him as the uh, king of Tampa Bay in the episode, but he, he says maybe the crown prince. Um, but, uh, Jesse is so great. Such a, a great episode. I love Jesse for so many reasons, but one of the reasons I love about him, uh, one of the things I love about him is his attitude about life and people and, uh, his perspective and his positivity about, the Tampa Bay area, uh, about the world, about the things around him, about people, and uh, so so great. Our 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 uh, conversation was incredible. There's so much wisdom in the things that he had to say. And uh, title of this episode is "Look at Us," and that comes from something that he said. And uh, you'll hear it kind of in the discussion of him talking about um, you know what he's doing and what he has done and what he's doing with his new endeavor called Cage the Bay, uh, Cage the Bay. And uh, he says, he doesn't say things and say, look at me, look at what I'm doing. He says, look at us, look at what is happening here, look what these people are doing, look at what we're doing to make the world better, to make Tampa Bay better. And uh, I love that. I, love, I wish we all had more of that attitude of not just looking at me and what I'm doing, but let's look at the world, let's look at the community around us, because uh, there is so much good in this world. There's so many good things happening in the Tampa Bay area, in the, in the United States, in the world, um, in Florida, where we're, where we're at. I mean, there's, there's so much good going on. There's so many great people in the world. And I know we spend a lot of time watching the news and hearing about all the bad things in the world, but trust me, the good in this world outweighs the bad. It's really just our choice about what we choose to focus on and whether we're going to look at the good things and pay attention to those and feature those and tell people about those or we're going to look at the, the negative things that inevitably will always be there. But it's up to us to be better, to do better. And uh, Jesse is one of the people preaching that, preaching that message, which is a funny term to use uh, when it comes to Jesse. But he is. He's, he is uh, preaching that essentially in the way that he lives and what he's doing in the world uh, in the Tampa Bay area. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation with him. We recorded this at Bandit Coffee in downtown St. Pete uh, in their back room. And uh, so you're going to hear a lot of background noise of a coffee shop, of people working, and uh, coffee being made. Bandit Coffee is uh, one of the great businesses locally here in the Bay Area. Uh, they've been on a, on a past uh, episode, and you should go listen to their episode as well because they're brilliant people. Uh, but they were kind enough uh, to let us record in their, uh, in their back room, as we've done a couple times. So you'll hear a little bit of background noise. Uh, uh, hopefully it's not too bad. Hopefully uh, the conversation comes through very well. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for you to hear this. So before we jump into it, uh, with episode 32 with Jesse Cage, um, got to remind you to check out the uh, State Lines podcast network that we are a part of. Go to state-lines.com. Check them out. Uh, look at all the get on get on board with all the other podcasts and uh, articles and things there. A lot of brilliancy going on on that site. Uh, also. 
Um, as I was saying, you're talking about making the world a better place. I'm, I am a big proponent of uh, serving your community, doing something in your community to give back. I would love for you to do it through my organization, Current Initiatives. Uh, please uh, go on our website, engagecurrent.org. Uh, learn about the Laundry Project, the Hope for Homes Project, the Affordable Christmas that we do. Uh, we do this all over the, these all over the country, and I would love for you to be involved. Uh, next month, in the month of June, we're going to be doing, uh, we're calling it a national tour. We operate in, in multiple cities around the country. Uh, we're calling it a national tour. We're going to be in five different cities next month, Las Vegas, Chicago, Cincinnati, Tampa, and uh, Washington, D.C. We're going to be doing the Laundry Project in all of these cities and uh, multiple places. So uh, if you're in any of those cities, one, would love for you to volunteer uh, at one of those, and two, uh, would love for you to support it financially in some way. You can do that on our on our website. Uh, we're raising five thousand dollars to uh, make that happen to uh, do these do this laundry project for hundreds of families in the uh, in the United States as we uh, help with a very overlooked need of washing clothes and linens for lower income families. So check that out. Go to engagecurrent.org. Check that out. Follow us on uh, social media at engagecurrent. Uh, and uh, go follow Jesse Cage as well, at Jesse Cage with a K, J-E-S-S-E-K-A-G-E, Jesse Cage, and uh, hashtag Cage the Bay with the letter K, hashtag Cage the Bay. Go check it out. Go follow him. All right, that's enough of me talking. Let's get into this episode with uh, the incredibly brilliant, fun Jesse Cage as uh, we talk about episode 32, Look at Us. Man, well, thanks for taking the time. Thanks yeah, for being absolutely. on, dude. Yeah. I'm glad it uh, glad it worked out. Yeah, um, finally, we're able to make it happen. I know. Well, you know, you're the you're the king of Tampa Bay, so <laughs> it's hard to get you nailed. I mean, down. maybe the crown prince. I'm about king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, Jesse Cage on the on the podcast today. Uh, if you don't know who Jesse Cage is, you must be living under a rock because <laughs> Jesse Cage is. Uh, uh, I was starting to say Tampa Bay famous, but you're more than you're more than that. But um, like this, Tampa Bay's home base for you. You're one yeah. of the biggest radio personalities. Has been in Tampa Bay for God over knows a decade, long. man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what are you what are you doing these days? I know you've been doing radio forever. You're in the middle of a new venture. Yeah, man. You know, I, I left radio uh, at the end of last year. Uh, I've been doing radio for 24 years, just about 23, 23 years, somewhere in there, and. You know, the radio business, man, it's so different than it was when I got in years ago. Um, and in some positive, some negative. A lot of negative, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you know, as it became more of a business, which is great. I'm all for business and thriving and figuring all that stuff out. I'm not, you know, you know anti-establishment when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, but when you take the heart and soul out of something that is designed to be heart and soul and you make us numbers... Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a problem. You know, you can't take, right. you know, when you're on the radio now, they want you, that was that, this is this. Oh, yeah, by the way, you have a big concert coming up. And it just takes the, the personality out of it. And, you know, from listening to the Cage Cult show, whether it was when I was on 97X or 98 Rock 
or the fan or No Rules Rock or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. it was always about making a community. It was always about yeah. doing something cool and being interactive and not just being a random voice. Um, and it wasn't just about pounding my own chest either. You know, we created the Cage Cult Show because I wanted it to be a community uh, of like-minded people. And that was, quite frankly, at the time, especially the 98 Rock days, it was rock and roll and TNA. And, you know, mm-hmm. totally unapologetic about that. Yeah. Because I looked at what I did as a release, not only for me, because it was a release for me, outside of the daily grind of radio, that was four hours in the air, was a release where I could just let go. Yeah. And, and talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about the silly stuff and the random floor dummy stories and all that kind of crap. But also it was about being real with my audience. It was, you know, going through a divorce, uh, not being able to have kids, like all these different things I brought onto the air because mm. guys who are our age can relate to that. And they don't just need somebody that's like, me, 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 you know, look at me. It's look at us. Mm. And so radio started to get away from that and you can listen to just about any station in Tampa Bay right now or around the country and there's very few of those uh, you know shows where it really is about the community or it really is about you know just having a good time mm-hmm. and not so corporately structured right um, and again I'm not gonna sit here and go oh, I hate corporate America I don't honestly man you make your way you do what you do um, sure. I just a lot of the heart and soul is left radio and when I lost my gig in December, when the station flips, um, because somebody on the station screwed up and kind of ruined it, and we all got blown out, um, I had to really look at myself, man, and figure out if I want to keep going in that direction and, and go through this over and over and over again. Do I want to move? My agent's trying to get me to go to all these different states. Well, there's a gig here. There's a gig here. And I'm like, man, I'm, I've been in Tampa for over a decade. I'm from South Florida, from West Palm Beach, you know, uh, I don't know that I see myself in Detroit. <laughs> you know, great rock station up there. Actually, talking about a rock station with heart. You know, RIF up there, great rock station. I don't know that I see myself in Detroit. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? And not that I was an opera, by the way. I don't want to get. Oh, Jesse's going to Detroit. It's not right. an opera. Right. We're just throwing a state out there. Um, but you know, am I going to move my wife? Am I going to start all over again? I'm 40 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, building the Cage Cult brand here in Tampa. I started when I was what, 29, 28, 29, something like that. Yeah. You're, I was a kid. You know, as a pup, I've been doing the business for a while, a while but I was still, I was, I was a kid. And mm-hmm. so I just, I had the time. At yeah. 40, what am I going to do? Go move someplace and start the Cage Cult someplace else. And then when I finally get the payoff, I'm 52 years old, you know, well, what the... F like I'm like, can I custom this podcast? Yeah, yes, whatever you want. Absolutely. You know, I mean, but you know, what the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> you know? So here I've got a brand. The Cage Colt is a viable brand in Tampa Bay. Yeah. So let's do something. Yeah. Um not radio, not podcast. I'm gonna, you know, make another shift. And I had done some TV in the past. I love the aspect of the TV production and all that stuff. So we created Cage the Bay. And Cage the Bay is a travel channel-esque style show that is Tampa, etc. We're here. We're going Tampa Bay, man. And whether it's uh, Bandit Coffee, whether it's Boulevard Burgers in St. Pete Beach, or uh, anything over in Tampa Bay, any big event, any restaurant, any dive bar, we're going in there. We're bringing a celebrity when we can get one in town. 
having a really cool interview conversation, not the typical interview, but like a conversation with these guys right. or girls, and uh, putting it out in either 10, 15, or 20 some odd minute segments of video. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we got CageTheBay.com, we've got our Cage the Bay YouTube, which if you're listening to this, you've got to subscribe. Go to the Cage the Bay YouTube page and subscribe, please. Because as you very well know, YouTube, Podbean, all those different things, subscribers, you can actually start monetizing at some point. So right. come on down so I can pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I'm at, man. I mean, that's that's a nutshell of the last uh, decade and a half. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Um, let me clarify, too. You mentioned Bane Coffee. We're actually sitting in the back room of Bane Coffee. Yeah. There's a lot of noise. Um, which I like. I love the background noise and all of that. So, and it's local. It's local. Exactly what we were talking about. Something that's growing here locally. I love what you said about the idea of not look at me, look at us. Right. That it's a that that what you're doing is not just about your personality. What you you do, you really do. And not, a lot of people may not know this about you, but you really do care about community and growing community within within yeah. a place. Um, what is that for you? Or why, or why is that for you? Why is that your per- perspective? I think it's the way I was raised, man. I, I, my parents, I didn't come from an overly religious household or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, we were uh, Eastern Christmas Catholics, and okay. you know, it is what it is. But my father held a lot of great morals, man, my, and, and holds to this day. He's still here, thank God. Um, my father is just that guy who would go out of his way for everybody. Mm-hmm. And he would always make sure that you were taken care of before he was taken care of. Mm-hmm. The family eats dinner before he eats dinner. Everybody's taken care of. You've, and it goes to walking down Central here in downtown St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Look, if he saw you and a bus was coming, he's pushing you out of the way and taking the bus. That's why I was raised, man. I'm raised to make sure that you put other people first mm-hmm. and that, as cheesy as it is, man, love can fix things. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and and you and I, and I'm sure we'll get to the Christianity and stuff in this as well because we've <laughs> had that conversation a couple yeah. times. Um, but beyond religion, beyond Christianity, beyond whatever you want to choose to believe, there's a heart to it. And, you know... Again, I don't care what it is. You're Wiccan, you're Satanist, I don't care. There's a heart. And that heart shows through all the other bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, going back to the show, yeah, man, it. I was the ringleader of this weird circus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was us. And it was always making sure everybody around us was taken care of. And always making sure that you had a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and goes right back to what we're doing Cage the Bay. It's giving back to Tampa Bay, going to these locations and giving, you know, we're, we're filming episodes surrounded, yeah, around me and the celebrity, but we're at Boulevard Burgers, we're having burgers, we're having, you know, we're sharing what you can do in Tampa Bay as well, so it's right. just making that community, bringing it back full circle, but long story short, man, it's just the way I was raised, it's, yeah. it's about, it's about people, man, it's about community, yeah. and, uh, you know, one of my favorite sayings is... If you're on a pedestal and you put yourself on the pedestal, if you fall, there's nobody there to catch you. Mm. If you let other people put you on the pedestal, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Because when you fall, and you will, because mm-hmm. I have many times, there have been people there to pick me back up. Yeah. And so it's building that community to 
just keep picking each other up. And whoever needs to take that lead wolf position, then throw them up there and go. And just support. And show support. And let the ego go, man. Yeah. And that's hard for me because, I, you know, I wouldn't do what I do for a living if I didn't have an ego. Honestly, you have to have an ego to do radio. You have to have an ego to do TV. You've got to. Yeah. But there's a way to control that ego, and there's a way to be like a lot of other assholes that we've seen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying, look, we all have our times. I've had my moments where I've let my ego get too you know, out of control. Right. But at the same time, it's going back to full circle what my father taught me. you got to be humble, man. you got to be humble, and you got to pick up those people around you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I Man, I love that. Um, I mean, I've I've always felt that about you since I've, since I've known you. Yeah. As a, you and I have both been around people that are celebrity on some level yeah. or famous on some level, and they all have a different personality. Some yeah. of them are like you said, they're they know they're they know they're a celebrity and they believe it. Oh yeah, you buy your own hype. Yeah. Right. And then there's others that are, you know, they're a celebrity. They know they're a celebrity, but that's. Not the that's not the centerpiece of their life. That just happens to be a part of them. And I've always felt that about you too. That you, like you know, I mean, you're very well known around a lot of places, but sure. you don't carry yourself in that way. Yeah, man. I, it's the people who go in expecting something because of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I always joked, and I think we've had this conversation where you know I was fortunate and lucky to do what I do. I'm good at what I do, and I do believe that. But at the same time, I also know that I tell dick and fart jokes for a living and I don't, you know, cure cancer. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Right. So it's it's really it's putting into perspective exactly what we do, man, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good at my job. Absolutely. And it takes people away who are going through cancer. It takes the their mind off chemo and all those other things. So there is a value to what we do yeah. as entertainers. Yeah. But let's be honest, I ain't pulling that tumor out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, those are heroes, you know, the you know, yeah. uh, doctors, firefighters, um, the police force, our armed services, man, they, these guys, these are heroes. Mm-hmm. And so it's always making sure that, again, if I can put my name on something to draw attention to something, absolutely, I love mm-hmm. that. But making sure that there's a, a surefire goal at the end of that, you know, cage cold events that... I get my little ego stroke because we all need it, but it's giving back. Mm. It's making sure that's doing something and pushing forward because, man, what a weird fucking world we live in right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. You know? Yeah. I, I On that point, I have not cared about the news for a long time. Sure. I've barely ever... But I've got to a point now where I wake up every morning, i got to see what craziness happened. Oh. Today. Well, when, 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 last night. when our president um, just can't seem to keep his foot out of his mouth or just can't stop doing idiotic things, mm-hmm. it's such a spotlight on who we are as a country, where we are as a world. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't care who you vote for. I'm not going to get political. Um, I obviously, through that one sentence I just said, you can tell how I feel about sure. how our country's being run right now. Sure. But, the, you know, Maybe you can turn it around, man. Maybe you can pull the nose up. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think this is the greatest country in the world. I don't think, and I know for a fact, as we all do, who are smart enough to get politics to a certain degree, one man doesn't make all the decisions. Sure. And there's a lot of checks and balances. And no, the country's not going to fold. I do not believe we're going into a nuclear war. You know, it's not the next world war is not happening. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of 
saber rattling and yeah, right. but that's right. always happened. That's always been there, especially yeah. when there's change, and yeah. especially when there's such a upheaval of of turmoil in the world. So mm-hmm. I, the the world. <laughs> The good people of the world will pull the nose up. I have no doubt about yeah, that, man. I, I agree. Just, well, you know, it's scary, too, but they will. We sure. will. What's interesting, too, is I, the the world that we live in being such a... And this is not just a political thing. It's just like across the board. Like The world that we live in being so... Um, everything is so accessible. Anything that you say or do, it's so accessible to anybody. Because yeah. we live so much on a phone. We put everything that we're doing on a social media platform. And um, and sometimes I think... I, I So actually what I do a lot of times is I'll write... Like a, I'm going to write a tweet. And I'm sure. like... And then I'll save it. And I take like... I'm going to take a couple hours yeah. and I'm going to come back to that. Yep. Because I'm going re- to think about should I really put that put that out there. Sure. But, um, I think we're so used to like so quickly putting stuff out there that we just do it. And um, I think in our world, there's so much that we've never had access to of seeing what somebody thinks is so accessible now that it makes it feel that much worse. Sure, than, oh, absolutely. Than it probably really is in some ways. Well, and, and again, we're talking about social media, and I just put something on my Twitter the other day just about the people who that all they do they they take this platform of social media. And now everybody has a voice, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally cool with everybody having a voice. Sure. But just because you have a voice doesn't mean you should use it all the time. Yes. You know, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Just because you have, you know, you have this... And a lot of it's just the anonymity of it. You can sit behind your, your mm-hmm. computer screen. You sit behind your keyboard and you feel safe to say things that you would never say to somebody. Oh, Or right. just say in general. You would never say these things. Mm-hmm. I challenge you, and, and I love what you just said as far as... Write it down, absolutely. I do the same thing. I've got notes that I keep in my phone of things I want to say, mm-hmm. and ninety percent of it I don't say yeah, anymore. The you know thirty-year-old Jesse Cage would have, and twenty-five-year-old <laughs> would have said more. And uh-huh. well, but you live and learn. But man, you're when you look at how social media has again given everybody a voice, mm-hmm. but it's given this this sense of entitlement as well mm-hmm. where look I, if you wouldn't go to that restaurant and say that to that person whether Yelp or whatever you're oh I hate blah 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 they're terrible well you know what then just tell the owner that you had a problem right you know I got a lot of guys who uh, buddies who own restaurants and they, they hate that stuff because people just they want to hide behind their keyboard right. and they don't really want to confront it they just want to bitch mm-hmm. and then you have the trolls on Twitter and, and mm-hmm. Facebook and all this crap and you know, you say something about somebody you've never met. I mean, some of the stuff I've read just about myself, I'm just going, you've never met me. You've got no fucking clue who I am outside of this persona that you think you know. Right, right. Um, and I go, you would never say that to my face. Ever. Right. If you saw me chances are on the street, you'd turn away and walk the other way. Yeah. Because you are a coward. And people hide behind that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and it's not just me on a local celebrity level. You think about what, you know, some, you know, movie star, some huge music uh, star, yeah. they, that what they have to, you know, endure and go through. And you sit there and go, and I know, again, just on a smaller level, you got to let it go because these people are just cowards. And they yeah. just have this power, and I use air quotes, yeah. of social media. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's silly to me. Yeah. So, yes, full circle... What you said, write it down, think about it, and if you really want to put that out in the world, really, yeah, then you can do it. Mm-hmm. 
but it's the the instant anger, man. That instant, yeah. you know, keyboard yeah. worm. Ah, fuck you! I can't believe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. <laughs> you, well, know? you know, it's uh, I, sadly, I think social media, while while its intent is to bring, it's intent to be more social with yeah. people, but I think in a lot of ways it dehumanizes the other most, even the person writing, because oh, yeah. we just. Explore out, but like you said, if you sit down across the table from somebody and you have to look them in the eye and have that conversation, yeah. that conversation is going to go completely differently. Unless you're just a complete and rudder empty douchebag. Absolutely. You know? And again, I choose to see the good. Yeah. And absolutely. and talking about our president, going on and tweeting, and these things, dude. Like honestly, <laughs> right. you are the president of the United States, and you're you're. Tweeting and like, you know, yelling in all caps and explanation. Right, right, Come on, bro. Right. You can call any of these people, yeah, <laughs> any exactly. of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. but no, you're. Again, we're a product of what this is all mm-hmm. becoming, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, and I love social media. It's been a great free marketing tool for me for the most part. Yeah. But I hate it at the same time because again, we've turned into this instant. Vetting of anger, right? And that's when it seems to come. And there's some love on there as well, sure. But the hate seems to cut through for whatever reason. Yeah. And it just, it, you know, it breaks my heart. And again, taking blame for things that I've said and done on the internet's before. Um, but now thinking about what we actually do and what we actually produce and give out to the world. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great because I, um, I've kind of gotten to a point personally for myself, like. I have a kind of a filter of like if I'm going to put that out there, I only want to put stuff that is that is good and benefiting mm-hmm. to the world. Like, why do I want to put more anger? Right. You know, something I'm unhappy about. And mm-hmm. I still, you know, sometimes I do because it's just we're human beings and we do it. But or emotional, or and emotional. I'm okay yeah. with being emotional. I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. Is your feed? You sure. can you can the argument is it's my feed. I do what I want. Absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely. So, and there is a time and a place. Yeah. And that place could be your little social world. Mm-hmm. But it can't be every fucking time, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, or yeah. just the beat down woe is me. You know, oh, my right. life sucks. Well, dude, then pick yourself up by the bootstraps and figure it out. Because mm-hmm. you know what? My life sucks sometimes, too. And so does yours. Mm-hmm. And we're all in these different circumstances. I haven't drawn a paycheck in six months. I get it, man. Life sucks sometimes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to go on social media and every day be woe is me. Right. No, it's let's figure out a way around this. Use right. that, like you said, to be positive. Yeah. And then feed off that positivity, and then you can move forward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's such a great point, too, about, um, and that's what ultimately what the podcast is about, is about the idea that um, much of life is about taking bold steps. It's moving, constantly moving forward. And yeah, there are, there are negative things, there are things that go wrong, but, um, you know, you may have a job that you hate, but you don't, it doesn't have, I think part of it is perspective of that particular job as well, Mm -hmm. that you can find your ways outside of that to fulfill yourself. Um, or do something else. Right. Like don't don't live your life doing the thing that you hate. Right. Find a way to do the thing that you love, even if it's just a hobby. Yeah. While you work the job that you hate. Absolutely. Look, we, not everybody can be on the radio. Not everybody can mm-hmm. be on stage. Not everybody is a movie star. Not you know those are the pipe dreams that we all want. Sure. Right. Yeah. 
but like you said, you don't have to. You're not just as a man, and I get it. We define ourselves by what we do for a living, sure, and that's ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, going back to him, man, he's a worker, man. He worked his ass off for all of us, and he missed things in my life because he was working so much. But I also was never in want for anything. You know, yeah, he always provided, right. So it's trying to remove yourself a little bit from the definition. And I'm literally at 40. I'm just now doing this. This last break from radio mm-hmm. is the first time I've been like, okay, I'm more than Jesse Cage on the radio. Mm. And it's been a long time since I've been able to honestly say that because my life has been so consumed with being Jesse Cage on the radio. Yeah, I started doing radio when I was in high school, man. I mean, that's oh, wow. all I know is yeah. radio. And I always joke, I'm like, well, shit, if I leave radio, what am I going to do, work at Hot Topic? Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to be hawking gauges and, you know, random you know, cartoon panties. I mean, I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to just go out and get an office job. Right. Um, right. Which leads me to the cage, the base stuff where, okay, well, at least I could be me. I can still be me. Yeah. But definitely you'll see... Even to like my new logo that we just put out. I don't know if you've seen the new logo. Yeah. It's, really, it's a softer Jesse Cage. Yeah. Way okay. softer. Um, and, it, you know, it's still me. There's still attitude. But it's not barbed wire Jesse Cage. Right. It's, you know, chain link Jesse Cage. Right, it's just right. a, But knowing that I can... I don't have to be that guy that I thought I had to be for the last 20-something years. Yeah. You know, I can... I am a cuddler. <laughs> I am a hugger. I mean, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm not just the, the rock and roll guy that you think. Right. The, the perception. Right. And even when I was on the radio, I did try to break that up some to yeah. you know show the more tender side. But again, it was, I identified myself as Jesse Cage, 98 Rock, whatever. Right. And it was just that aura of, I got to be a badass. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and I could go back and I can look at just pictures from my career from the last 10 years and I can see it from this every picture I would take the you know the fucking mean mug just a badass to hugging and you know smiles and and I definitely attribute a lot of that to my wife uh, Crystal we've been married for a couple years now Um, she's my second wife and it's funny because even my mom said something not that long ago she's like ever since you met Crystal you know five years ago four years ago the difference in pictures alone, she goes, you never smiled before. Wow. You never smiled. She goes, and it's not that I wasn't happy. I was, listen, man, I was living a really charmed life for a while there. Sure. Very charmed life. Um, but when you're truly happy, you can't help but to smile. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just hide behind the mean mug anymore because, yeah. man, I'm happy. And my wife makes me happy. And then to put that correlation together, to you can go back and see... As time progressed, yes, the badass kind of chipping off a little bit, and then a really big impact when I met her, and then when we got married. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. But it's evolving. That's what we do, right? We got to evolve. We got to change, and that's where we are today, man. Yeah. So. so great. The kind of gentler Jesse Cage. I like it. I like it. Well, I mean, I feel like, I mean, as long as I've known you, I feel like you You've always been a kind, yeah. gentle person, but that With is a perception. right? Yeah, yeah. That is that is such a fascinating thing because I. Um, so I'm engaged, getting married this year, and in my engagement party last year, my roommate 
um, gave us, my old roommate gave a speech at, at our engagement party. And one of the things that he said about my relationship with her was, and I'd never noticed this until he said it, that um, that I would I smiled and laughed more since I since I've been with her. Yeah. Which is something I like. I've I've always smiled and laughed. Right. Like but that that exterior personality that other people notice is a fascinating thing about how a relationship can soften you or just growing and evolving and learning more about yourself, centering yourself more and being more approachable or lovable to other people. Yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And again, you find that right person. It's that right person you can somehow flip that switch, man. Yeah. You know? Do you think that you think that the radio world, or at least the radio world that you were in, maybe kind of breeds a little bit of that persona, that personality? Yeah. It? And and look, we feed off it as an entertainer. If if I'm living in this rock world where I'm at bars every night and I'm doing gigs and I'm on stage in front of you know twenty five thousand people, you can build up that rock star. You know, yeah. that mentality. Um, so the business definitely breeds it. Um, but finding the balance. And again, mm-hmm. I, I... Like you said before, I never... I didn't go so far over the top. There were... I had my ego days. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely existed. Um, but I tried... I always tried to go back to the community of, like, why am I here? Who put me on the pedestal? Those people. Yeah. But it's very easy, yes, to lose yourself mm-hmm. and become a, a product of that environment. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Look, man, when I remember the first time I signed an autograph, and I was like, holy shit, what if, why? Was that, was that a weird <laughs> yeah, experience? man. And, and listen, it never got not weird. It still, it just, it became a part of the, the deal. Yeah. But still to this day, if I get stopped for a picture, I'm like, all right, I don't know. Yeah. And now you get a smile. So yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I'm so I'm listening to different podcasts. Like I've heard different celebrities talk about people wanting to have their picture taken with yeah. them and stuff. And some of them, it's interesting. It's usually a lot of older school guys that will say, "I will tell them," and I'll do it as kindly as I can. Of like, why don't we just why don't we just chat for a minute? Right. Don't like. Don't let a picture. Let's just chat for a minute. Sure. You know, and it's almost like people don't know what to do in that moment. Of, oh yeah, like, absolutely. I, well, because the idea of like, well, I got to show people. It's that going I, on now. That I met you now it's going thing. on Twitter. Right. Now it's going on Instagram. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you take that picture, but it's not. You didn't. You didn't really see me, or you didn't really right. like. You'll remember it because of the picture. I'd rather you remember it because of the conversation that we had sure. over the next couple of minutes. But it's also important from. And again, I'll say local celebrity for myself. It's important to remember that that one picture, even if you don't have the conversation, mm-hmm. you take a picture of somebody, they want cage range, whatever, you want to yeah. take a picture. Yeah. They they do remember that moment of sure. who they think you are, or the vision of you, or the Jesse Cage that they believe they know. Right. And that's important to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important that they made that connection. And I say that as a fanboy to certain things. You know, when I met James Hetfield, now I had the opportunity to sit down with James for a long time to have a conversation. But I remember how important getting that picture was Yeah, with James right. Hetfield. Yeah. You know, I remember, which long story short on that, 
the camera that the picture was taken on froze, and I don't have that picture. Oh, no! <laughs> but I remember how important it was to me to get oh, that picture. No. Um, in that moment to go, I'm with James Hetfield. I'm with this guy, the lead singer of Metallica, my fucking hero. Yeah. Um, who... During that interview, was one of the greatest men I've ever had the opportunity to sit down and talk to, mm. which was great for me as a total fanboy moment. That could have gone two ways, man. Either he's fucking great or he's a dick. Right. And you know, he was amazing. Yeah. You know, I got a bro hug, so that was really ill. <laughs> uh, do you, you don't have to name them, but yeah. any anybody that you met that you were really stoked about, like, and they disappointed you? Oh, uh, all the time. Got it you. happened all the time in the business, um, and it was. Those people who just didn't think their shit stunk. Yeah. You know, they could, they're at the height of their, their music career, acting career, whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, it happened all the time. And I'm not going to slag anybody. But there was one in particular. There was a band, and this is when they were just starting out. This would have been, they were a very heavy band. There was a lot of members in the band. I'll give you that. Okay. Um, they were playing a show, I think it was like a Jägermeister tour or something, and it was actually like a backstage tour. We used to do these things in West Palm. Uh, we have the Coral Sky Amphitheater over there, mm. which is called, I have no fucking idea anymore because they changed so much. But much like our amphitheater <laughs> Sounds here. Sounds like here. <laughs> yeah. You go backstage of our amphitheater and there's the, you know, the load-in area, yeah. the loading dock. So we used to do shows in West Palm where we'd take up-and-coming bands and put them on the loading dock. Mm-hmm. Just a cool way to do a show. You can fit a couple, you know, a thousand people or whatever. Not the fourteen thousand out front. And this band, they were late coming to their meet and greet. And I'm standing there, and we're waiting. And there's this one little that's never kid. Never a good sign. No, that's terrible. One little kid had the band T-shirt on, all fucking jacked, waiting, waiting, waiting. The band finally comes out. Three of the members of the band come out. They start signing a couple autographs. The one person in the band that this kid wanted to meet, standing back in the corner, didn't want to walk out, just kind of standing over there by himself, and I was with the manager and I had walked over towards him, not to engage him, but just to kind of get out of the way, and as soon as we get there, he looks at the manager and he goes, I don't know why we have to fucking do this shit, and I'm like, I just shook my head and walked away. I was blown away. Because, motherfucker, those people put you on that pedestal. And they were just a baby band at the time. They were just coming up. Now, they turned into a massive success, but they were just coming up. Yeah. Man, if that's how you were then, I'd hate to see where you are now. Yeah. You know? Or maybe maybe you got slapped by humbleness at some point, which would be great as well. Yeah. But, my God, like, just to have... I couldn't imagine having that attitude. I can't either. And I don't... That, like, those kind of... Especially in that world, mm-hmm. I've always thought, you don't get paid without these people. Fact. You have a paycheck because these people showed up yeah. or bought your, your seat or whatever it is. Without them, you don't have anything. It's fact. You should be kissing the feet of these people that walk in here. Is how I... And, and, you, and I get, like, after, I'm sure it gets tiring of, like, sure. people clamoring to, to shake your hand, take a picture with you. I get it. But that's... To me, it's part of the course of you, what you do. You've chosen a lifestyle, man. You're right. not going to be a rock star and be successful and have people leave you alone. Right. You know, yeah. that's just... How ignorant is that? Yeah. I mean, that's just... That's a silly thing to even, like, cross your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all bad days. Fine. Well, if you're having a bad day, don't show up. Yeah. Like, let somebody else come out and, right. you know, don't be there to Stay be that the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I remember I was leaving 98 Rockfest years and years ago. You know, when we get there at 10 o'clock in the morning, we don't leave till you know, 2 o'clock. So everything is done, 2 o'clock in the morning. So you're there, it's a long fucking day. You're on stage, you're off stage, you're bringing people up, you're doing interviews, you're, doing, you're on air. And the person I was with when we were leaving that night um, just wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. And and I remember getting mobbed, and for a while there we were getting mobbed. Like that case school thing was fucking cool. Yeah, we we're getting mobbed. And I remember leaving and just signing endless autographs because people waited for the for us for the bands. Mm-hmm. You know, more for the bands. We were the secondary, which was fine with me. So you know, I'm just signing autographs, and, and I'm getting pulled away. We gotta go. We gotta go. I'm like, I, we we can't go because, like you just said. These people pay my bills. I'm not going anywhere until every last picture is taken. And a picture actually just popped up my my time hop the other day. Speaking of social media, uh, at Jesse Cage, um, yeah. <laughs> um, of that night, I took a picture with this gentleman, his wife, and their two or three kids, and. He was a mega fan, you know, a huge fan of the show, um, and that picture popped up. He unfortunately passed away a few years ago, and his wife, I guess, popped up on her time off or one of her social media outlets, and um, she brought the picture up, and I, you know, and I thought about back to that exact night, going, man, he just wanted a picture and an autograph and a hangout, and had I just left. You know, that moment doesn't happen, and, you know, life is fleeting. And I'm not saying, you know, meeting me was a life-changing moment for him or his family, but it is important at the time and important enough that it was brought back up to me after he, was, after he passed away. Right. And could you imagine if the story comes back, wow, Jesse Cage is a dick, and, you know, my husband loved him, never got to meet him or whatever. Right. Never, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you don't know. Right. Well, I think... I think there is value in just the simple fact of that you that you met him, sure. vice versa. That he had a. I look at it. I look. At it, it's something you know in the church world that I worked in for so long. One of the things for me that I would would always at some point that I learned, and anytime I pub, like if I speak at a church or something like that, I always try to keep this in mind of like I don't know what before these people walked in this room. I don't know what their lives. Their life could be falling apart. They could be dying. Someone they love could be dying. I don't know. But while they're in this moment, and do the same thing with our laundry projects, mm-hmm. like in that laundromat, I try to keep in mind like this experience for them in the, in the next however long it is. I want them to walk out with a little more hope than they came in with. Sure. So if by that couple minutes of that human interaction of let's take a picture, it's really nice to meet you, mm-hmm. gives them a little more hope. Yeah. Then yeah, it's and takes them out of their moment for a second. Yeah. Takes them out. Just yeah. let them and that was the whole point of my show for so long was just let people not think about death and destruction mm-hmm. right. and their dick boss or whatever. Right. Like right. just let it go for a minute and just have fun. Just relax. Yeah. You know, and and, and So I, I hope I hope that, that moment was as important to him as it has now become to me. Right. Because at the moment, it, it was important because I was, you know, I loved being with sure the fans. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that. It sounds so fucking arrogant. <laughs> but 
like being with them. I loved it. Um, but it was for me. It was fleeting. It was one picture to the next picture. You know, right? right. And, and, and and but how important that now comes in every year when it pops mm-hmm. up my time hop. That picture. Yeah. How important that moment will be to me. Mm-hmm. And I thank him mm-hmm. and his family for allowing me to be just a small part of that. Yeah. Just a little minuscule part of this dude's life. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. But. So um, something I want to ask you about too, because you. So you've named your new thing Cage of the Bay. Cage of the Bay, yeah. Which I love mm-hmm. because I have a pet peeve about the Tampa Bay area. Right. That we're so segregated as cities. Like yeah. Tampa people are like, oh, Tampa's the best. St. Pete's like, oh, St. Pete's the best. Um, and I, for a long time, I've been like, we're all the same place. Mm-hmm. We're all the same community, the same city. Who cares what side of the bay you live on? Right. And I try to I try to keep that perspective. But so many people are like, no, no, I am whatever, right. whatever they live in. And, and listen, I'm guilty of after living in St. Pete for so long, I am guilty of not wanting to cross the bridge sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it because, oh my God, I got to get on the Howard Franklin. I got to get on the Gandhi. I got to, you know, it's just, right. it's, and, and listen, if you go at the right time, it's 10 minutes to International Plaza from downtown. I mean, right. who cares? Right. You know, 15 minutes, whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's the stigma. There is definitely the stigma of, you know, we are downtown St. Pete's, especially when you start talking about Pinellas County. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, you know, the tight knit community of downtown St. Pete. But then the microcosm in, well, I'm a craft brewer in downtown St. Pete. I'm a restaurateur in downtown St. Pete. I own a coffee shop in downtown St. Pete. I'm on the 600 block in downtown St. Pete. You know, it gets so, you know, segregated out by literal blocks. Right. You know, it's one block away. (laughs) And and, and how silly is that? That, you know, I don't want the people from, you know... Down on uh, you know the water coming to you, you don't belong in the six hundred block and mm-hmm. you know well if I'm on Central then I'm a douchebag you know Central and First it's like I mean come on yeah. again guilty definitely guilty of, of buying into some of those yeah but to actually say it how silly <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know agreed it, 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 I just, I don't get it. I've never I've never said it, it's. It's funny because now there's so much growth happening in downtown St. Pete, and that's where we're really starting to see a division of the downtown locals, mm-hmm. and who were the locals, um, being terrified of gentrification. And, 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 and look, growth has to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, your, it, it's, it's the little indie band that you love in your pocket. Mm-hmm. My band. It's my band. And as soon as they sign some major deal all of a sudden they suck because everybody loves right. them yeah well that's they sold so, out that's, that's so stupid <laughs> that's the dumbest that's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard and I know it's punk rock members. and it's all this shit guys if you can make money a lot of money and your favorite people this band that you hold so close to you can be really successful why would you not want that for them mhm because growth is scary because they're not just your Ben anymore. Mm-hmm. So downtown St. Pete is growing and it's not just your one coffee shop anymore. It's not just, come on. Right. This is, we are a community and we are thriving as a community. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I don't want everything to be 
overpriced and, and price everybody out of the market. Right. But at the same time, sometimes growth like that happens. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's scary. Yeah. But my one of my biggest pet peeves is when people bitch about that growth because they refuse to grow with it. Yeah. They want their, you know, rent to stay at blah, 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 because that's what they've always paid in downtown. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, so did I. I lived in downtown for a while over by the trough, which is still 16 blocks from, you know, downtown, mm-hmm. downtown. Um, and my rent was going up like fucking crazy, dude. That was almost two grand by the time I was done for a two-bedroom apartment, 16, wow. right across from the trough. Yeah. Cool apartment. Cool facilities, awesome. Two grand, and you see in my head, I'm like, well, that's kind of crazy. But I didn't bitch about it to them. Mm-hmm. They're going with the market. Mm-hmm. They can make the money if people are willing to pay that. Well, that's what growth is. Yeah. That has to happen. Yeah. So I'm not mad at it. I'm not scared of it. If I want to live there, find a way to make some more money. That's that's the reality. I really believe that we allow ourselves to just be stuck in this pigeonhole of well this is what I do this is who I am and you're scared to push those boundaries out mm-hmm. if you just want to stick to that job that's not going to afford you to live at one mm-hmm. <laughs> you know downtown St. Pete okay you could you could figure that out yeah you you in I'm not saying it's easy but you have to get more schooling. Do you have to do whatever? Mm-hmm. And those people that hustle and want to do that, you can do it. Yeah. You just got to put your mind to it. Yeah. You know, I made a joke when I came in today that I'm I'm rebuilding an empire from Legos right, right. now. Right. You know, I saved some money. Okay, cool. But I worked my ass off for that money, and so I can afford to kind of live a little bit and find myself at 40 fucking years mm-hmm. old, <laughs> which is crazy. But that's going to run out, mm-hmm. and I'll make sure that I got the next thing ready to go. Yeah. And whether it's Cage the Bay or something else, I got my hands in ten different things right now because I I do want to live in downtown. I mm-hmm. do want to get another house in the old Northeast. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you go to try to get a bungalow in the old Northeast right now. It's five hundred forty-five fucking thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Get it? But if I had it, that's where I'd be. Mm-hmm. So I want to live. Yeah. So that's the goal. Yeah. I'll make sure I have my house in the old Northeast with a pool three blocks from the water. Mm-hmm. That will happen. Yeah. And I'm not going to bitch about it because I can't buy it now. Yeah. And those people want to bitch about it, they'll then just enjoy where you are, man. Enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll have to go someplace else. Right. So go to the next hot spot. Go to Dunedin. Go to, you know, where all these other places are kind of building up. Mm-hmm. That were where St. Pete was, you know, downtown St. Pete was five years ago. Mm-hmm. And just keep moving. Yeah. But you, you kind of make your, you got to make your way. Yeah. And I hate to ramble on about that, but I just, you know, being in downtown St. Pete, you hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. And people are so pissed off. And I hear it. I, I get it. So be pissed off, do your quick Twitter rant, and then figure out what you want to do next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's such a, I, I guess it's probably a very human thing. We all hate things to change. Like, we sure. get comfortable with what it is. And, um... But yeah, growth is a constant change, and that's a tough thing. Had we not grown from 15 years ago in downtown St. Pete, this would be a terrible area. Yeah, where we're sitting right now. Right now. We wouldn't be sitting here. Right. I mean, and that's just, that's the reality. Mm Mm-hmm. 
things had to grow. Mm-hmm. Things had to evolve. Mm-hmm. And in and again, I'm not. I I I don't like people being displaced. Yeah, you know that's that sucks because they're you know circumstance or whatever. But I also hate just bitching about being displaced. We have to figure out as a community how, and this goes back to what we were talking about before. Okay, you're mad. I get it. Mm-hmm. Let's embrace each other and figure out how to help you move forward. Look, you can't stay here. Right. You know, my buddy who's a bartender who is living in this really cool place downtown, look, he can't afford it anymore. Mm. So, you know, I'll, I'll help him if he needs a new gig. If he needs something, I'll, you know, let's embrace that and go, this sucks. It's not the city's fault. <laughs> you know, we can't blame it just on downtown. Right. It's, it's growth. Right. And so let's go ahead and pick up our brothers and sisters and figure out how to move them forward with us. Yeah. So. Love that. So, um, you mentioned 40 years old, you're re, you're essentially restarting a career, rebuilding your career in a new way. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice you would give to someone that is in that same position or that going through that same I think my biggest advice to anybody at any spot in their career is save money. <laughs> save some money. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to save a ton of money. you got to save enough that life happens. Mm-hmm. And make sure you have something, that nest egg there to fall back on. You know, again, I was fortunate because I did save some of my money going for, you know, throughout my career. So... Save money. Mm-hmm. Um, and at 40, if I'm talking to somebody at 40, just believe in who you are. Mm-hmm. Believe that you're going to get through. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's such a, you know, that positive mental mm-hmm. attitude, man, which is something else I contribute to my wife really helping me see that, you know, she's a real, you know, everything happens for a reason, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get through it. We're going to figure it out. And I was, I've been a pretty cut and dry guy for most of my adult life. Yeah. Um, where, you know, shit happens, that sucks, whatever. You know, and she's like, I mean, it's for a reason. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to figure this out. So it's believing in who you are, believe in yourself, and fucking work, man. No one's handing it to you. Mm-hmm. No one. At 40, at 30, at 20, at 70, nobody's handing you anything. Mm-hmm. You got to work. Yeah. And if you're afraid to put the work in, then you know what? Go get some menial job that doesn't that you know just so you can make ends meet. Yeah. And and don't be actually. And this is something I've had to tell myself, and I'm not there yet. But if it takes me longer than I think to build Cage the Bay, I'm gonna have to do something maybe outside of entertainment. Mm. It's not gonna be hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> but there, you know, there's some other stuff that I may have to do, and that's. A tough pill to swallow. Mm. That's swallowing your pride and going, man. I gotta, I gotta provide mm-hmm. for my family. And if I can't do it in the way that I've always done it, find another way. Yeah. And those, they're out there. You'll find it. Mm-hmm. It may suck for a second, mm-hmm. but keep on the prize. Keep pushing forward and going. You know, I know Cage the Bay is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I've never failed, and I'm not going to start now. You know, and yeah. failure is very subjective, and that's a whole other sure. <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I don't look at anything I've done as failing. Yeah. Especially not anymore. It's learning. Mm-hmm. You know? It's riding the bike. 
right. and, and life is one long bike ride, <laughs> and you're going to fall off, and some asshole's going to cut you off because they're not paying attention where they're going. Mm-hmm. Just move, man. Yeah. Get up and move forward. Yeah. Because as soon as you stop, you're dead. Yeah. Sometimes literally. Especially in Central, if you're riding your bike. True. Oh. <laughs> Is it still that bad out here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, in Tampa side, they're putting in all these bike bike lanes, yeah. you know, through downtown and stuff. I think it's great. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, it's still going to... Because now you've got the divider mm-hmm. with the light just for the just for the bikes. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, I love it. It's yeah. brilliant. You're very smart. Mm-hmm. But... And there's a couple <laughs> spots down here. They've, they've got everything, you know, they've got a couple dividers in there, but I just, you know, especially down this end, you know, where we are, it's still, I mean, it's just, and honestly, there's some bike riders that are assholes as well, so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was telling somebody the other day, I, not to get too far off on this, but I was telling somebody the other day, I watched a, I watched a bicyclist run through a red light. Right. Uh, on purpose, like, no very well aware yep. of what he was doing and then almost get hit by somebody and then get pissed off at the person that almost did it like going nuts on him and I'm like you, you're supposed to follow road rules just like the cars are right and that's the thing it's like I get that when you're riding your bike that you've got the same rights that cars do especially on roads like this you do mm-hmm. but when you break those rules mm-hmm. there's consequences to those rules and most right. of the time biker, you know, people on bicycles don't have to deal with that because they will run the red lights all the time yeah yeah. No cars coming, whatever. If we did that, we're driving a car. Right. You're fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get a ticket. Exactly. So, exactly. Hey, especially if you almost caused an accident. Right. <laughs> you uh, know, it's just, it, it's it's crazy. But So, um, talk, tell me a little more about Cage the Bay. Like, okay. break that down for you. What do you, yeah. what's the plan with that? So, we release weekly right now. We're doing a Wednesday release. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we can continue that pace up. Um, I've got a cool production team behind me, um, Nick, Kat, Micah, who we were mm-hmm. talking about off the air here a little bit ago, a good friend of mine. Um, it's funny because the team that I put together to do this, we talk about letting other people hold you up mm-hmm. and other people help you. Yeah. Um, I was never one to call in favors when I was working, ever. I just, I just didn't do it. I mean, I would help other people, sure, but I was never one to call in favors. Um, when I wanted to build Cage the Bay and had this vision of what that's going to be, these individuals stepped up and are giving of their time for free mm-hmm. to build a really cool show. Yeah. Um, so, again, Nick, Kat, Micah, my wife Crystal, Ben, there's other people I'm missing in here, but just amazing people who are doing really cool stuff to help build a show that is a Travel Channel-esque style show, and I'd love to get it pushed up back. You know, we're talking to a couple different TV stations and stuff to try to see if we can get on. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's the internet, man. It's free. It's out there. We can do it. Yeah. Um, go to our YouTube page, Cage the Bay, and you'll see that the first couple episodes, we went up to, speaking about going across the bridge, we were up in Brandon, of all places, and there's a new movie theater up there that has uh, features Gastro Pub, amazing restaurant uh-huh. attached to this amazing movie theater. Buddy of mine, Chef Brian Duffy from Bar Rescue, uh-huh. 
is was the creator for the menu. Okay. So he was in town, like, hey, dude, I'm looking to film this thing. It's going to be my first episode. Can I come up, have your celebrity, you're my celebrity chef, you're my guy, mm-hmm. sample some food, just kind of see how it goes. And we go in. We really shine a light on the location, mm-hmm. have that interview, eat some food, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a cool time. And, and people are getting not only the entertainment aspect of us cutting up and having a good time, but I want this to become of become a situation of I need something to do this weekend. Where am I going to go? Yeah. Well, I love this community. I love Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So. Already gotten some cool response. Hey, we went to Features. What a great location. We're, we just shot at Boulevard Burgers. That comes out tomorrow. Great location. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to Ruby's downtown and Cigar yeah. Bar tomorrow to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's the whole point is entertainment and information mm-hmm. focused on Tampa Bay. And if this turns into something and I can cage the world at some point, I'm into that as well. Yeah. Because I love, man, I just... I love, again, my heart is entertainment, mm-hmm. and like many people, love Travel Channel, love Food Network, I yeah. love those two things together when they do, you know, or like Vice TV and they have that pizza show where the dudes out, you know, all these, oh, yeah. it's uh-huh. just so cool, man, and yeah. I'm like, so why not do something like that here and focus on Tampa Bay? Yeah. And then, yes, there is a goal, there's an end game, and yeah. my agent... His job is to make this happen worldwide for me. Sure. So, but let's have a proof of concept mm-hmm. and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. So, if you're into food, if you're into entertainment, if you're into bands, if you're into celebrity, if you're into watching me be a jackass and drink too much, <laughs> cage the bay. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I know you say your, your heart is entertainment, but honestly, I feel like your heart is people more so than entertainment. Yeah, because I think entertainment is my gift. Sure. I think it's my yeah. gift, and that's how I can reach people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an open door. It's a really easily easily opened door, I should say. Yeah. Um, and I found even the people who hated me because they weren't a big fan of what I did, mm-hmm. they disagreed with something I said or whatever. It was still a great. They were entertained, and I know they're entertained because right. they went out of their way days later to call me out on something I said a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. So. Again, and entertainment is subjective as sure. well. Right? So, yeah, good point. You know, but it definitely, it, it opened that door where, yes, I can have true interactions with people. And you're mm-hmm. right, my heart is people. Entertainment's the doorway that I get to bring them in. Yeah, yeah. I hope it does come case the world. Man, me too. Me That'd too. incredible. <laughs> That's so cool. You know, but just get out. I mean, just... It's also making the celebrities get out of their comfort zone. It's mm-hmm. not just the typical interview. And I never did the typical interview, ever, mm-hmm. ever. It was not my style. I don't yeah. care about your tour bus. And quite frankly, nobody does. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Cribs was cool on MTV for a second, and then it just makes you want it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, it's, like, it's no longer about the celebrity. It's just like, holy shit, I want a pool that has four TVs underwater that I can't even watch. <laughs> <laughs> but I want that. Um... So it's 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 making the celebrities a little uncomfortable and having cool conversations. Yeah. yeah. So that's it in a nutshell, it. man. Yeah. That's, that's what awesome. we're doing. So. so it's on YouTube. Yep, YouTube, just search Cage, Cage the Bay. Cage the Bay with a K. Um yeah, Cage the Bay with a K. We had just started our YouTube account three weeks ago and you gotta wait a month before they'll give you your own URL uh, URL. So, yeah, yeah. so just search Cage the Bay. Eventually I'm guessing it's gonna be youtube.com slash cage the bay. Okay. Uh, I think it happens at the end of this month. Okay. We've already you know kind of surpassed their algorithm of what they needed for us to do. So mm-hmm. well that'll happen. 
But, you know, Cage the Bay with a K, um, at Jesse Cage on Twitter, easiest way. I, I'm a Twitteraholic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can do Cage the Bay on Facebook as well, so facebook.com slash Cage the Bay. Uh, Instagram, Jesse Cage. I Snapchat occasionally. I don't really get it. <laughs> I think it's too old. maybe too old for yeah that, that could very well like that's the one that's like Instagram I love Instagram I'm like it's a picture of my cats <laughs> right. just, I'm totally down with that Snapchat look it's me with a cat face I don't right. <laughs> whatever I told somebody the other day I've I've never felt so old than when I texted a friend of mine to tell me how to do some kind of filter thing on Snapchat and I was like. Oh. Well, now it's Facebook. I just got old. So Facebook's got all those filters now, too. I just saw last night, like, you, like, scroll to the left, and now uh-huh. they've got all those different, like, face oh, filters yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. And it's Facebook, so I'll probably use that, because it seemed more user-friendly. Snapchat, yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, real quick, I do want to ask you, too, uh, from a music standpoint, yeah. since you've been in radio... Mm-hmm. What is the most significant change you've seen happen in that world? In actual what stands music? out to you? In, 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 like, in, from, like, genre to genre, or... Uh, I, yeah, I'm thinking that, but also, like, just from the just from the business of music. Like, um, well, I mean, you can go back to Napster. I mean, obviously, the distribution methods of music has changed mm-hmm. in that scare the shit out of a lot of people in the industry Mm -hmm. and in bands because all of a sudden people are getting your music for free um you know you think back to and I'll go to Metallica because it's my favorite band you know the whole Napster thing and look uh, it was funny because who didn't you know go on Napster and steal and that's what it is you're stealing music you are stealing music Mm -hmm. and I had so many friends like oh it's bullshit you know it's out there it's on the internet it's mine I can it's it doesn't work that way. You're yeah. taking somebody's heart and soul. Mm-hmm. So when Metallica basically sued people, um, right. which I don't think they ever wanted money. I think it was about the point of, hey, you're stealing our shit. You can't get sued for stealing our shit. Mm-hmm. They went about it a little bit over-the-top aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were right, and they had a point. Yeah, You just can't, just because something is available. Look, if... There's a crate of coffee out in front of here on the sidewalk because somebody forgot to bring it in. Mm-hmm. And it's outside on the sidewalk. Can I just take it? No, you wouldn't fucking do that. Yeah. No, you'd walk by or you would tell somebody, hey, your coffee's outside. Right. Yeah. You know, here's going to pick it up. Well, it's mine. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, hopefully you wouldn't. Don't be that asshole. Yeah. Um, but so much has changed starting then by the way music has been distributed that the business has had to evolve of how to monetize art mm-hmm. and that's that is it is tough it is tough because you do have a lot of bands like I just want people to hear my shit mm-hmm. so they're just putting stuff out I just want you to hear it um, and if you're a local band or a regional band you kind of have to do that and you make your money on the road mm-hmm. you know sell your merchandise on the road you gotta get the word out about who you are because if you're Joe Schmo band playing at Ruby's nobody knows who the fuck you are in Miami mm-hmm. and you've gotta branch out if you wanna make money so the distribution of music changed, the mindset of the people in the industry changed, and I like where it's gone. I like the fact that music is readily available. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that I can go on Pandora or Spotify, especially Spotify, and the day a record comes out, I can listen to the whole record mm-hmm. and make a decision whether or not I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, as a consumer, I do enjoy that. 
I could see where that's a problem for bands, but now if you're on Spotify, you're getting something. Yeah. It's not enough, you know, right. but you're choosing to be there because you also know you need that exposure. So mm-hmm. it's the catch-22. Yeah. So the biggest change in our industry in music is the delivering system of music and getting paid for music. And mm-hmm. I think people are just starting to... Finally, after all these years, that is starting to come together. Yeah. Um, as far as the actual meat and the actual band concept, nothing has changed. It's brilliant. Music is beautiful. It is brilliant. And it changes and it evolves. And all of it is valuable. Mm-hmm. Even the shit you don't like mm-hmm. is valuable. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's there's music that I just want to fucking poke my eyes and ears out at the sight and the sound of it. Right. Doesn't mean it's any less valuable mm. because somebody else is going through an emotional time in their life, and that song, whether it's a Slayer track or a little Jeezy track or something, right. <laughs> yeah, it's still valuable. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's a great point. You know? Yeah. And I just again. We keep going back to things that are subjective. Value is subjective. Mm-hmm. And look outside yourself and realize that Nickelback is valued by somebody. And that's okay. That's, that's, let them have that. So the meat of what music is has never changed. It's about heart. It's about soul. And it's about coming up with a really passionate way to deliver that and gangster rap and Norwegian death metal is a passionate way yeah. to get their message out yeah that's such a great point usually no, I'm sure you've heard that yeah. like oh, that you know that's terrible I can't believe they put that on the radio or whatever like I'm sure you've heard it all I'm yeah. sure um, but you're right I think there's a point that most people don't think about that it is that thing does have value to somebody and that um, even the people writing it may not be the best lyrics in the world it may be a terribly written song but that person puts their talent into that the talent they had into that and that's valuable well as a guy who's written music before some terrible music (laughs) I can't take away what that music meant to me Mm -hmm. you know structurally some of it was shit and lyrically some of it was shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm But it was valuable to me at the time. And still, to this day, I'll go back and listen to some of the stuff I did. And it still has value to me. Yeah. Some of it's comedic value, but... Sure. <laughs> Yet value. Yeah. No, that's such a great point. I love that you I love that you said that, and that's your perspective. Because I struggled with that, too. Like I was telling somebody the other day, we were talking about some, some group, and I was like, that's, that's the worst written song I think I've ever heard. And that could be a fact. Yeah, <laughs> but the person next to me was going, "Oh, it's great! I love that! I love that artist! I love that song! It was one of my favorite things." Yeah, you could look at that and go, "Well, you're just an idiot," right? Or you could go, "Well, there's something in that song that had added value to your life." So glad okay. it works for you, man. Right. Glad it works for you. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> and I think that's probably the thing. I, again, talking about being 40 years old, there's just some shit. And I never thought I would get to that point. Yeah. Um, I'm old, but I never thought I'd get to the point where I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. Yeah. But it's yeah. just not for me. You got some of this. You know, Taylor Swift wasn't written for me. True. 
She wasn't thinking well. Yeah, of course she was thinking about me. <laughs> I am the reason for the tears on that guitar. <laughs> I am the reason. <laughs> Fact. No. Um, <laughs> but it, it's not for me to get. Yeah. You know, fashion. There's some things in fashion that I don't get. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to wear black t-shirts and jeans until the day I die. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. Occasional camo shorts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't get some other shit. But yeah. it's not made for me. Yeah. And, and I think that's an important point, too, for a lot of people that... Um, I've had this thing, like, a couple a couple of interviews where I've been a guest on on some shows. And they've asked me, like... One of the things that keeps getting asked is about what do you, um, what kind of advice would you give to such and such? So, like, I recently did a religious podcast, and they like, what would you, what's your advice to like pastors or whoever, sure. kind of thing? And my thing always lately has come back to just be who you are. Don't try to like. I know you mentioned fashion. I know what style works for me, and I know that what doesn't. Yeah. And. The moment I start trying to fit the thing that doesn't work for me and make it work for me is the moment I stop being who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of our world does that. Like, oh, well, I have to I have to be this thing or I have to like this thing because that's what's cool and lose our own personality and our own self in there rather than... The world doesn't need another Jesse Cage. Right. There's only God, one. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Be who you are and right. give your value to the world yeah. based on who you are. And and you know what? And in that, be okay with your evolution because mm-hmm. you will change. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wear black t-shirts and jeans till I die. I do know that. But you know, I uh, also occasionally wear Gucci shoes. See, I never would have done that. You know, 15 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> you know why? I don't know. I yeah. like it. I got a Gucci watch. Why? I like it. Yeah. For whatever reason. It was never my thing before. It would have been, you know, spike bracelets or something. <laughs> right. But now it's a Gucci watch. Yeah. Who cares? It's cool. It's part of, you know, rock it. Live it. Yeah. You know, and don't be, you know, afraid of, mm-hmm. of the evolution either. Yeah. You know, don't just, you know, yes, be yourself. But be open that things could evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I heard a Mumford & Sons track the other day. I like, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, okay, so I'm going to wrap it up here. I got okay. two two questions I always end with, yeah, and right. on the podcast, one is for you, one's for the people listening. Okay. Question for you being um, the the title of the podcast, boldly going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always curious people's opinion, mm-hmm. uh, and there's no right or wrong answer. But in your opinion, do you believe that every person has the ability to boldly go? chase that dream accomplish that goal that they have and why or why not I do and it goes back to what we were talking about before about the inner belief Mm. Um, you are a human being and there's a lot of power that comes with that Mm. and outside of and I know we can we've got another whole podcast we can have about religion and I think we should yeah Um, outside of religion outside of feeling the need that you have to give yourself fully to something else to attain something else if that makes sense you know giving up to I don't care what it is I don't care if it's you know religion or alcohol or drugs whatever you are a powerful human being and you have a ability that is 
already built inside of you mm. without any outside influence mm-hmm. already inside of you mm-hmm. to be successful to be the person you want to be mm-hmm. and you need to harness that and you know that the still small voice in my head is me mm-hmm. that's what I believe mm-hmm. that I'm able to guide myself through the storms of life mm-hmm. and I believe that I will get out on the other side because what's the other option I'm not done mm-hmm. so if I stop like I said I'm dead mm-hmm. if you stop you're dead spiritually Horribly. I don't give a shit what it is. You are dead when you stop. Yeah. You just gotta keep, you know, putting one foot in front of the other is the most cliche thing in the world. But you can boldly go and put one foot in front of the other and not know what's on the other side of that door and just walk through it. Yeah. And be willing to accept it. Mm-hmm. That's and that's something that's freeing. I got goosebumps. That's something that's freeing for me and something that I'm still learning on a daily basis. And again, I thank my wife because she's allowing me and in, in helping me to to listen to that voice inside. Yeah. And know that I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Because there is no other fucking option. Yeah. <laughs> Move forward, man. Yeah. You got to. So yes, everybody's got the ability to do it. Everybody's got the ability to change their circumstance. And some people have it easier, and some people have it harder. But bitching about it. Ain't gonna change anything. Yeah, it just makes you one of those Twitter bitches. <laughs> well said. Yeah, that's so true. So. I love what you said too about like it's one foot after the other because that plays into exactly my last question to the to the audience is that this idea that um, it's probably just a product of our world, the state the state that we live in, with everything is so instant mm-hmm. that we want whatever like. My dream has to happen now. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go start a band, I gotta get famous yep. now, immediately. But that's not that's not real life, and that's not how things work. It's one step at a time, constantly building, constantly growing, a constant move forward. And um, you have to take that. What's the first step towards that that yeah. thing? It's kind of how I look at it. So, and know that sometimes that first step is sideways. Mm. And sometimes that first step is backwards. Yeah, that's so Steps true. are all different directions, man. Man, that's a great point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and forward is subjective. Mm. Sometimes a step back is forward. Yeah. I was married for almost 15 years. And get a divorce and meet this amazing woman. And there's a lot of steps that are backwards and forwards and side to side. And it's a fucking do do mm-hmm. But forward is subjective. Yeah. Move. Move, 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 move. You gotta fucking move. You got to. Yeah. So. Man, that's brilliant. <laughs> I'll write a book. You should. <laughs> I'll yeah. cage the book. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude. All right, so uh, so to wrap that up, yeah. I'm going to ask the audience, as I always try to leave it, what can you do, what's the thing that you can do today, this month, this week, to start boldly going Moving forward, as Jesse said, either is it a step forward, step to the side, back, whatever it is, do something. What do you need to do? What's the one thing you can do to start moving forward and boldly go and uh, chase that dream? Bring something better into the world than is already there. So, uh, dude, thank you so much. No, thanks for having me, bro. It's awesome. Absolutely, man. I, uh, I... the, the subtitle of all this is Creative, Brilliant, Inspirational People of the Universe on Planet Earth. 
and you fit that bill exactly that. I'm, I'm putting it on my uh, my new business card. I like it. You should, yeah. <laughs> no, because I love because I and the, all of it is a. I love that you're so open about your story, where you're where you're going, where you've been, all of that. Because I think that is that's what everyone else needs to hear. That here's a guy that's been very successful, that has a level of fame, um, and starting over, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, if you can do it, so can the other person. Probably know. better than me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much. No, dude, thank Just you. Appreciate it, And again, it, so all your social media, Je- at Jesse Cage yep. with a K. Yep. Uh, YouTube, look for Cage the Bay. Cage the Bay on YouTube. Cage the Bay uh, on Facebook. Uh, Jesse Cage, if you want to be on my personal page, which, cool, come on over. Just mm-hmm. don't be a dick. Um... And everywhere else, man. Just Jesse Cage with a K. You'll find me. Awesome. I love it. Come on. Dude, thanks so much. Thank you, brother. Boss, everybody's done.